Let me get this thing over here. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy, and I hope everyone is ready to shake the pillars of heaven because we have a huge show this time. We're yep. going to talk about uh, Santa Buddies, which I don't know about you, Dubs, but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, there's some big news this week, and we're going to talk about our award show. Lots of voting on it, but there's there's still a couple things in the air. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw some sci-fi movie that I think you also saw that we might discuss civilly. Oh, yeah. This is as this film is polar opposite on the critics. We are polar opposite on the opinions. That's that's been the big story about Star Wars is lots of people hate it. Some people like it. Some people are in the middle. Well, we are of different opinions, but normally we'd say, what have you been doing? What did you see? And then we talk about it immediately. We're going to push. We're going to hold off on Star Wars. We're going to try to. We're going to talk about some, you know, our Christmassy stuff. <coughs> We're going to talk about Santa Buddies. We're going to talk about, eh, I don't know if we'll do Star Wars then or if we'll do it after two pieces of news. The news, I mean, something big happened where there was some law that was repealed in the FCC. No biggie, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, net, net neutrality and then the the Disney and Fox thing. But the whatever, Dis- we're we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Dubs, did you do anything interesting the past week besides see Star Wars? Besides, yeah, besides seeing that, I finished finished Mario Odyssey, the first ending. So right on. Um, <clears throat> and I apologize. The Kingdom. The what? The Mushroom Kingdom. You in the Mushroom Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. Um, I ended on the part where you become Bowser because you could become things in that game, and pretty much you stopped the marriage from happening. Oh, spoiler, it doesn't really matter. Anyway. (laughs) Guys, you fight Bowser at the end of Mario Odyssey. Spoiler alert. Sorry. It's been happening for, what, how many years now? Um, Um, Hang on. I know the answer. I forget it. Keep going. (laughs) 1984? (laughs) Yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers came out in the arcade in like 82 or something, but Bowser wasn't involved yet. And I apologize, guys. I am under the weather because... It's sickness in the house right now. It's like fucking 28 days later here. I mean, I'm not a zombie yet, but I, I'm here. I'm here. It's How cold like, is it where you are? It's got to still be warm down there, right? Oh, yeah. It's like it, it, it's fluctuated from when the snow came down to Georgia. It was about like 40 to 50 degrees. Oh, um, yeah. But then it went back up to like 60, 70, and then it went to 80. So we're back to so that like the change in the weather is like fucking me up right now. Yeah, and, that'll do it. Well, here in Appalachia, it's just been cold and shitty for the last month. It has rained and snowed and and been a real bitch. Yeah. But other than well, that, other uh, than that I've been. I mean, the Game Awards happened, but I think we talked about that last episode. We did. Um. Netflix, nothing really. I mean, I've been just thinking about the Last Jedi for a long time, and we'll discuss about that later. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we got to keep pushing it. But, uh, I'm the polar opposite. I've seen a, a billion movies since we last did a show. I saw, obviously, The Last Jedi. I also saw Silence, and I saw Logan Lucky. All three of them have Adam Driver in them, and I saw them, like, each two days apart. It was weird. I really like Adam Driver now, I've, I've learned. But anyway, Silence is a Martin Scorsese movie that came out last Christmas. 
Logan Lucky is a <coughs> movie that came out this year and is hilarious. It's also got uh, Daniel Craig and uh, Channing Tatum in it. Um, I also saw Logan finally, which was also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the theater with a friend and we saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Also pretty good. And I've been watching some Christmas stuff, uh, Muppet Family Christmas and Chris- Muppet Christmas Carol and like Christmas Vacation. And stuff. Well, uh, I've, been on, I've been on a movie watching Rampage, man. Which, by the way, Silence is in our award. It has been nominated to. Uh, I, I snuck it in there. Technically, it came out in 2016, but it came out like Christmas Day 2016. And I feel like that should count for this award season. So I went ahead and snuck it on in there. Because of the bulk of the the bulk of it's in like January and shit. Yeah. Um yeah. The, I mean I've been doing nothing else besides the Star Wars and Odyssey, you know, you know, getting presents for people and shit and oh yeah, my car died. So that was oh, fun. Cool. That's exciting. <laughs> Like died, died, or did, no, no, I never heard. Like I knew that it had it had broken down. I knew that it had died, but I never heard the end of the story. Is it back? Yeah, it's back. It, there was an air sensor problem that happened. It cost me five hundred twenty-five dollars. Oh, it's always a sensor. Yeah, stupid. Sensors. So what happened was I was at the light. I'm like, oh, I'm going to work. It's gonna be you know an okay day, I guess. And then all of a sudden, it wouldn't go out of fifteen miles per hour. And then all of a sudden, it died right in front of a. Uh, a auto center so <laughs> at least it died in front of the the place yeah that's funny yeah other than that nothing really you know earth shattering but uh we should talk about this movie that we watch on netflix santa buddies yes yeah so uh after our last episode we realized what was it i hadn't chosen another movie yet and we had just aired the new episode, and we didn't tell anyone what we were going to watch. So I decided I wanted to choose something that we wouldn't necessarily both like, and also something that no one's going to care about. Spoilers. You don't have to have seen it. We're just going to talk about a kid's movie and shit all over it, pretty much. And now that I've seen the movie, I realize that I chose the perfect movie. I, I swear, I was less than eight minutes into this movie. I grabbed my PlayStation controller and like hit up just to see how far I was because I know the I know the movie is an hour and twenty eight minutes. I said, "Oh, I hope I'm at least half an hour, twenty minutes into this." No, nope, less than eight minutes. I was like, "Oh my god!" The voice acting was horrendous in this movie. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It's uh, I didn't realize that all of these stupid buddies movies are sequels <laughs> to Airbud. Airbud came out in like nineteen ninety four or something. <laughs> Yeah, and they do mention it, I guess. they said. Yeah, that. they say the Air Buddies. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. I guess at some point, Air Bud, he conquered every sport, and then he conquered love, and then he had puppies, and those puppies have gone on to star in other movies. And those movies now have spinoffs and prequels, because Santa Buddies has a prequel called Santa Paws, and that movie has a sequel called Santa Paws 2, mm-hmm. about the dog that lives at the North Pole in this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's so much lore in this fucking series, it's like insane, and like, like, you have Santa Claus, and then you have, like, what, Santa Dog or something like that? No, Santa Paws. Oh, Santa Paws, and he's, yeah. like, the 
Santa Claus of the dogs that gives all the yeah, presents and, and shit. And, that, and that's it. They don't explain it any further than that. Like, I don't understand. Does he bring gifts to the dogs of the world? Because as far as I could tell, he didn't. So I didn't know what his job was. Yeah, like, they had a problem. He, he they had, had, like, like he had like a throne next to Santa's Christmas throne. <laughs> they had a problem with, like, Christmas spirit because, uh, long story yeah, short, the, yeah, the son of Santa Paws was like, I don't like Christmas and like this icicle to like stop dripping. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally like, I'm sorry. My brain shut off once I heard the voice acting and everything. Yeah, so there's there's a huge icicle in a cave at the North Pole, and it is like the physical manifestation of Christmas spirit. And they use the icicle to power the North Pole so they can make toys and like make. Um, mail trucks that go through portals to different parts of the world to pick up Santa's mail and shit like that. Mm. So the plot (coughs) is that, of course, people are losing the Christmas spirit and this icicle is melting and um, that's kind of like the B plot, sort of. But the main plot is Santa Paws has a son. What was the dog's name? Santa's Hold on a second. Let me IMDB this. Santa dog. Santa the white dog. Yes. Santa, Santa buddies. Oh my god. So whatever. But he 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 doesn't want to have anything to do with Christmas. He just wants to go be a regular dog. And he's looking at Santa's naughty list, and he sees one of the Santa buddies. Puppy paused. Our turkey Thanksgiving. So he says that dog's a cool guy. And mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, goes to where the Santa buddies live to hang out with them and just kind of like he hangs out with each of the five of them and they do a bunch of jokes, but none of them are funny and none of them land because, yeah, it's a kid's movie. Again, I mean, we, we knew what we were getting into, but oh, man, it's it's embarrassing to watch and listen to the be- the best parts were obviously Christopher Lloyd, which is in this film as Krug, yeah. the dog catcher. And... <laughs> oh, and did you notice that his dog catching truck is the exact same? It's like the same van that Judge Doom and the Weasels drive in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, and <laughs> that's a I nice th- touch. I thought that was hilarious. Like his acting was good, and I, as you could tell on our on our stream right here, I only have two pictures. I have Santa and all the dogs, and then I have Christopher Lloyd, who looks like what the fuck am I doing here? Kind of face. Uh huh. And yeah, uh, yeah, but he was strong so, in yeah. there. I like the elf. The elf was funny. Um, there were some parts where I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cute," and then like there was actually yeah. Like, there, I have to admit, there was a couple times I kind of like laughed in spite of myself. There's a part where all the the puppies fall down a chimney and they're all like slip sliding on this this wooden floor, and part of me was like, "Oh, those doggies are slipping. It's adorable." You know, mm-hmm. they're they're still puppies, but. Yeah, the movie itself was a train wreck. Oh yeah. my god, it's and the quickly when he's trying to fit in with all the other dogs, you have your you know your typical troublemaker. You have this Buddha guy who's like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like one of the dogs is a Buddhist for yeah. some reason. <laughs> There's a rapper who every time he's like he has to say dog like it's funny. He's like, yo, yeah, what he up, says dog? dog unironically. He calls people dog. Yeah. By the way, which his name is B Dog D A W G, and I'm like, 
right, right when that happened, I remember texting you on Facebook, but you were probably asleep, and I was like, yeah, I'm watching it. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it, it's, it, this is obviously for kids. Like, this is for, like, toddlers and stuff. But I did not enjoy this film at all. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was really difficult to make it through. I remember there was a part where I was like, thank God this is wrapping up. Like, when they were at the North Pole and they're like, oh, good, the icicle is, is like, solidifying again. We can power all of Santa's bullshit. And then I grabbed the controller again, and there was still, like, 20 fucking minutes left. And I was like, How? And then of, they had to deliver all the presents, and they had to go home, and then the Santa dog came back to hang out. What was the Santa dog's name? Uh, Santa Santa Paws, and the 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 puppies, Puppy Paws. Puppy Paws, that's it. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a big plot hole that I know is not big for like a children's film, but like when the dog saves Christmas. Because obviously the reindeers are still sick and shit. From, they get the flu. They yeah. Get the flu. And like you have, you know, puppy paws giving out presents and stuff. And they only go to like one neighborhood. And it, I guess like the, the plot hole is like, oh, they already went to the other countries and shit. <laughs> and I was like, but, but what about the other people? <laughs> All we see is like this town getting gifts and shit. You see, you see that in a lot of Christmas movies, though. They always, like, go to just the plot-centric places. And there's always, like, just like this movie did, there's, like, there's a montage where they, like, go to, like, London, Tokyo, uh, Dubai, um, Rio de Janeiro, like, a couple major cities that are, uh, Sydney, that are, like, spread out over the globe, just so they're like, oh, wow, they went everywhere. And then you had to have the sick kid who wanted a puppy for Christmas and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that scene was cute because of the dog Tiny. I think Tiny deserved the spotlight <laughs> in this film. Yeah. I have to admit, like, every time Tiny laughed, or laughed, every time Ti Tiny talked, I kind of laughed a little bit because <laughs> the voice is so pathetic and tiny and, like, small. I swear to God, they ran it through, like, something to make it sound even, like, squeakier. Oh, my gosh, a tiny dog. So Tiny is a female, <laughs> the female uh, voice actor. Makes, that makes sense. That makes total sense right there. So, Andy, do you recommend this movie to adults or children? No, no I don't. I mean, I, like, children, yeah, like, eight years old and down, sure. But to adults, no, don't subject yourself to this. Don't do that to yourself. This is Christmas. There's, there's dozens of other Christmas movies you should be watching. You should watch Christmas Vacation or Scrooged or Christmas Story, or or any of the half a dozen fantastic Christmas Story renditions. Mm -hmm. Christmas Carol renditions. Blah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't recommend this movie. I struggled. Some of the songs I had to fast forward because I didn't care about... Uh, I, I played on my phone a lot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care about a dog getting fucking, you know glamored up and shit because she's a female i didn't care about the buddhist fucking dog uh yeah that's that's the female dog's shtick and she likes to dress up oh mm. it's hilarious mm -hmm. and then like the the buddhist dog has like a a priceless buddha statue from the orient that's like a couple centuries old and then puppy paws uses christmas magic and accidentally turns it into a snowman <laughs> and then and then like the buddhist dog is like 
Are you serious? And I was like, yeah, kick his ass, dude. That's bullshit. <laughs> And of course, he has inner peace because he's a Buddhist, so he doesn't kick his ass. Yeah, the Buddhist dog, like, he looked like he was in the backyard of Mr. Miyagi's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a Zen garden situation. Yeah, they might have used the same set because it looked similar. But, uh, yeah, I do not recommend this film. Um, if you have children, throw it on there. It's it's Netflix. You have, you know, the Air Buddies. You have all the Santa Paws and you have all the Santa Buddies. Just you just got to connect them to see what goes first. <laughs> what goes I got well. I got a tiny bit of entertainment out of this movie, but honestly, more than half of it was the fact that halfway through the movie, my dog came in the room and she started to lay down, but she heard like a bark on the TV, mm-hmm. and then for like half an hour, every once in a while, she would like get her nose right up to the TV and growl really loud. It was hilarious. <laughs> she it, didn't. She did not like this movie. Your dog hated the movie. Yeah, my dog hates the movie. We both hate the movie. That's three thumbs down. Well, two thumbs and a a paw. Yeah. So what do you want to do first? Do you want to get the news out of the way before we get into our great debate? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're going to talk about the news much. It's just two big things happened and it's worth. Hey, we we talk about nerd news. Um, What is uh, what do you think about Disney buying Fox? I'm not going to report it like anyone's hearing it for the first time. Everyone has heard this news. So what do you, what do you think about it? I'm afraid a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I know they already said that Deadpool is still going to be rated R. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the Alien franchise. I'm, wor- I'm worried mm-hmm. that they're going to milk the shit out of everything, which. Yeah, all, all anyone wants to talk about is all the Marvel stuff. And yeah, that's important. You know, Fantastic Four, X-Men, whatever. But there's a lot of other franchises that Disney has their hands on now. And I don't know what they're going to do with it. Like, like Alien had plans, you know, what's going to happen? Is Alien the, the Xenomorphs? Are they going to be Disney princesses and shit? Is oh, I hope so. I'd see that movie. <laughs> is Sigonia Weaver going to be a, a Disney princess? Like, it's starting to become a joke now that even there's rumors of Disney possibly buying WWE. Like, well, now just because Disney owns something doesn't mean they're going to make it super PG. Doesn't uh, Disney and its subsidiaries consist also of like Miramax and a couple other things, like like companies that make hard R movies and, and, and adult products for television. I think I, I might be wrong. Miramax. I might be wrong about that one, but I know they own, uh, is, is it Viacom? Is that the, the huge company that Disney's part of? I think so, but I'm not even talking about like PG stuff because I do know they have some, <coughs> um, big, oh, you're talking about movies by committee. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, this I, is I a think, monopoly. Think, like, if you think about it, even though they're going to go to court and the government's going to say no, it's not a monopoly, or we'll allow it. But like everywhere you go, it's going to be like, well, who owns Marvel? Disney. Well, who owns Fox? Disney. Who owns WWE? Disney. And it's just like, it's out of control. Like, let these companies compete with each other. And I know that maybe because Disney has all these monies because of all the parks and the movies that they generate and all that stuff is that, you know, all those owners of Warner Brothers or Fox and them and all that stuff, they'd be like, hey, I want I want to sell my uh, company to you. I want two billion dollars and you could have this property and stuff. And it's like in the end, it does come down to money because people want to get rich. But in the other hand, it's just like. What is Disney going to do with aliens? 
are they going to pretty much erase Aliens Covenant, which was a great movie? Are they going to restart it, reboot it? Uh, hopefully they'll just continue it. Same thing with... Well, I think the next Alien movie is in some stage of production right now. And I think there were probably a lot of other movies at, you know, at some point along the line at 20th Century Fox being made. And now there is parts of Fox that are going to splinter off and become their own company, including their entire like movie studio. The physical location is still going to be Fox, but the intellectual properties, those are going... To Disney, and I don't know if there's like a list of that of like, oh well, we'll take we'll take all the Marvel shit back, and we're gonna take the Simpsons, and you can keep uh, Alien and something <coughs> else. I'm pretty sure they they got everything, and then Fox is gonna become like the guy who used to own Fox. One of his two sons is gonna run this new version of Fox that's gonna consist of all the Fox Sports channels, Fox News. They're still going to have the Century City um, movie studio and like a handful of other stuff. The company is going to be super smaller, but Fox is still going to exist in some capacity. And I wonder the stuff they were making on that lot, like, is it going to move to like, is Disney going to to get them down to whatever Burbank or whatever they do? Or like, there's kind of still some stuff I don't understand about the whole acquisition. Me either. But my problem is with Disney now, and I'm going to touch upon it in The Last Jedi, is that the they have these SJW agendas into like properties where they have to make certain things happen because of what's political in the world. And it's annoying. Like, I, I get you want to have like a female or protagonist to be really, really strong, even though we had those for years in the, the film industry. But like you have to make it organic in a way for people to be like, that 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 lady or or that person is a strong ass bitch. Like like I I could feel it in the writing. It's not like oh here here's this person and here's like she knows everything and she knows everything strategically and she's very. Well, there's been powerful. tons of masculine protagonists that have been like that for years too. You know, just every man knows everything strong guy yeah but then you could see that and that's why you have him as like you know arnold schwarzenegger where he's this big strong guy and you're like oh it's an okay movie i mean arnold's a kind of a good actor i mean well <laughs> not kind of i mean he's an actor he's an actor <laughs> i mean look at john claude van damme he's a fucking you know he does a split and shit and <laughs> He knows how to fight like he's strong, but it's still not like a top notch movie and shit. It's not a good, um, you know, property in a way. You're not thinking, oh, man, sudden death. That's a great action film. I mean, to some people it are, but. Yeah, I guess I, I think I see what you mean. People talking about um, like reverse whitewashing and stuff like that. Now, I uh, I've never really. The protagonist can be male or female or trans or carton of milk. It doesn't matter as long as, like, the writing and direction and acting are good. Mm -hmm. Like, a good movie is going to be a good movie. But, like I was saying, like, movies by committee. Yeah, I understand. There's probably a bunch of people in a boardroom. They're like, hey, um, we need a, we need another main character. We need another main character that's black for this movie because we want to capture that demographic. And 
I, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. Cause the bigger a company gets, the more they're going to use a formula. That's what Disney's doing with Marvel. Now there's a formula that they apply to all these movies and they're all fairly equally successful. Well, look at the comics on Marvel. Now, everything that like you have Captain America, um, they they messed around with being like an evil guy because of the politics in this world. Like America's not that great, everybody. Here's a, a villain, Captain America, and then it's like they've been writing Captain America comics off and on since the forties. There's only so much you can do with one character. Yeah, but then you have Tony Stark. It's like here's a black lady. You know, let's put her as the you know Iron Woman and all that stuff. It's just like you have to have it organic. You build the character within another comic series and be like, hey, I want her. She was likable. Then you put her in a role. It's not Did like- they not do that? Did they just – No, they I didn't. thought like like the, the new Spider-Man, Miles Moranis, from what I understand, he was well-established. Like he's, yeah, he's I, a character that readers kind of like. Yeah, I, I like him. That's why I'm super excited for the uh, Spider-Man animated that's coming out, Spider-Verse. Hmm. Because but, – but it's just uh, – a friend of mine who knows way more about comics was telling me about all this. Like there's, there's the, the woman Thor and a couple other things. And I, my reaction to him was I haven't read comics in a while, but this sounds like a great idea. They need to do different stuff. They don't need to be rewriting. Peter Parker doesn't need to go to high school for the 37th time in his comic career. They need to do some other stuff with these characters. We have the movies to tell the base stories. Let's do something interesting with the comics and he assured me that some of the writing and editing is still hackneyed and not quite up to stuff. But I I haven't bought a Marvel comic off the stands for years now. And I totally agree with your thing about, like, you need to do something new. Like, when they said Captain America was Hell Hydra and all that shit, I was like, that's good. I mean, I hate Captain America as a fucking character anyway. But, like, that direction, I can get behind. But if you're just doing it out of the blue and you're doing it because you want to have an agenda, be like, hey, uh, we don't like his values, so we're going to do a 180 and then this is what he is now. Like, you have to have a build. You have to have character development into that. And that's what I hope, you know, Fox, like, finally we're going to get Fantastic Four, hopefully. (laughs) As a real good film, instead of I think I think they won't give them their own movie right away. I think that they're gonna like test the waters. I think they're gonna do with Fantastic Four what they did with uh, like Hawkeye, and and Wasp and War Machine and stuff like that. I think they're gonna have them there. They're gonna become part of the the MCU, but I don't think they're gonna get their own movie right away. That's just a that's just a guess. I just you know. Yeah, I agree, and it, it would be great to see them see them in possibly Infinity War Part Two. Yeah, where it's like, oh, you know, we're in dire straits. Let's fucking we need the Fantastic Four and all that. You know, honestly, the Fantastic Four is all right, but I'm way more excited about them having Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is an awesome bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see that happening in the the, the Avengers films and all that stuff. And in one of anyway, the- there's one other piece of news to kind of talk about. Honestly, I don't know. I, I put this on here, and I probably shouldn't have. It's just it happened. And I was like, oh, that's news. And I put it on the dock. I don't know what we're going to have to say about it, but net neutrality was repelled by the FCC in a vote. And we aren't feeling the repercussions of that yet. But I guess it's got to go to Congress to get a, to potentially get repelled anyway. So 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a non-issue. Maybe there's nothing to talk about right now yet. Like, oh. it is a big deal, but there's there's no examples to, to stick your finger in yet. It's a big deal because of, it gives powers to the ISPs, especially like Comcast, to be like, oh, you want to go, you know, watch Netflix? Well, guess what? We're going to throttle your connection, so you have to get this package to be better and all that stuff, and it's really shitty. Honestly, there's two kinds of people by this point, and that is people that and are generally against it. I know that there are exceptions, and then there's a ton of people that still don't know what it is. But if you start explaining it, then I feel like all those people just tune out. They shouldn't. They should. They should know what's going on with the internet and their country and their government. But yeah, well, I, I don't know what else to do for them. I talked to my dad about this, and he's like, "Well, what is that?" And I'm just like, "Never mind." <laughs> It, yeah, it's hard, right? Yeah. Like I remember, I was trying to uh, um, a few years ago when uh, I can't remember what it was. The, the the there was a couple other acronyms that this kind of thing was going under, and my sister and my dad and I were here. It might have been around Christmas, I guess. And my dad asked what it was, and she and I tried to explain it, and eventually just kind of got tongue tied, and we're like, "Uh, it's bad. I don't know how else." To, like you know, there's like an age thing. I don't mean that in in a, in a negative way. Like you know, my dad's an intelligent guy, but mm-hmm. it's hard to explain the intricacies of internet law and shit like that because I don't understand it fully myself. If I'm being honest, well, you can't say Twitter or not Twitter, Twitch without being somebody going, "Well, what is that?" and all that. Even YouTube, actually, no, YouTube is more people know about that. Like Twitch, they better and affects them big time. Yeah, I think Twitch is the only one people would probably be like what the fuck is that and obviously it's gonna affect them too you know people people that are fathers and mothers ages and all that stuff they didn't really care about video games most of them don't and they'd be like you make a living off of streaming video games (laughs) or you know having a hobby of streaming video games what about playing it you know for yourself but anyway my my opinion on the fcc doing this is and all the people that are crying about it, let it play out. You have your Congress who's against it, and I hear that they're already in the motion of trying to put it back. Yep. And then you have the people that are doing fear mongering of putting these fake plans on on Twitter and Facebook, being like, "Well, you know, they're going to take away your social media unless you pay this amount of money." Stop. Wait until you see what's happening. Wait until you see the actual plans that are happening. It could be nothing. You know, ISP, ISPs could be like, all right, we have a little bit more freedom. Some might be assholes, some might not, and nothing changes. You know, a snarkier person than me would say something about um, waiting and seeing about uh, putting Japanese Americans into camps or moving Indians west or something like that. Oh, wait and see. Maybe the government knows what they're doing. Maybe just wait and see. Oh, I'm sure it'll work out fine. But then you have, you know, assholes that are who do think like that and, you know, send bomb threats while the, you know, the voting is going on. You have, you know, them doxing that guy who's trolling the internet pretty much saying, "Haha, we repealed it and everything." But, you know, you still have freedom on the internet, which by the way, god tier trolling with him doing a fidget spinner and being in a santa costume and all that stuff i, think I guess I, it's hilarious to me because it's kind of like he's really rubbing it in their faces yeah he's a real piece of shit yeah 
And um, the answer is not to like threaten his family. Like, what does his family have to do with it? I get it. He's the public enemy number one, but his family, his family's not even part of the voting process. Like, nope, only five people are. I'm against the re repeal, like, because I don't know what's gonna happen. That's why I'm like, let's see what happens. Hopefully, our Congress, which we voted in, fights for us. If not, we fucking take out those people uh, of office and put people that do care about it. But knowing, you know, our country and everything, they don't care. Uh, I mean, they don't vote. You know, they say, well, my vote doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Stuff like this, this small issue is what we vote people into and everything. Hey, speaking of voting, uh, do you want to talk about our nominations and stuff like that at all this week? Or when, when, when's the cutoff? When can people still vote on, sorry, this is a hard left turn here, but when can people vote on our movies and games of the year and console and improved and whatever? The cutoff date's going to be Tuesday, the 26th, uh, the day after Christmas. Um, day after Christmas. So if you're hearing this and you haven't voted, by all means, um, it's real easy. It's a real professional-looking page, Dubs. I was very impressed. You run right down it and give it all your votes. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you see something that you think should have had something else nominated, then uh, too late, because we, we put an open call for what people thought, and uh, you were too late. So I guess suck a railroad spike. Yeah, so... If people want to vote, you go to www.newdubsorder.com slash awards vote, all one word, and it brings you to this page where you pretty much do all these uh, these voting for each category. And I got to admit, we're having a good turnout. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm impressed. I am impressed. And there is some where I'm like, wow, really? People actually voted for that? Yeah, there's a couple of them that are turning directions I didn't expect, and there's a there's one or two of them are turning directions that I'm not impressed with at all. <laughs> I'm looking at one. But we'll, we'll talk about that on the actual award show. And by the way, instead of getting awards, they're they're we're going to give out belts because that's how things are done. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to whatever game or uh, property that is the winner, I'm going to put the belt around some type of image and send them a tweet. <laughs> Here it is. To say, here you won. You won this belt. Here. If any of them reply, we'll invite them on the show. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so, another thing I want to bring up for the award show is that it's going to be happening on the thirtieth, not the thirtieth, the twenty uh, ninth of next week. Yeah. If if the weird time, I mean, if you happen to be catching this show live you'll already know this kind of thing. But I mean, this time of year, schedules are crazy. I know we're just two people, but our schedules are crazy. It's hard to, to balance, you know, Christmas with family, working jobs around Christmas time with all the extra hubbub and stuff like that. So a couple of shows are getting shifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be on the 29th. It's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we'll have the one movie, the The Reef, which is my final movie. We'll talk about that. And then we'll go straight into the award show. We won't have any uh, news to talk about unless it's like earth shattering or something like that that we need to yeah. mention. D Disney Disney buys Sony Pictures. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. That's going to be their next acquisition. I'm calling it. 
But an another thing I want to bring up about the award show is that, yes, this is a, a, a kind of a democracy of how we're voting each category with our fans and everything. But I'm going to have a section where we talk about our favorite stuff. Because that's what really matters. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think we'll have like a recommendation of like Andy and Dubs and all that stuff that we will also send to uh, JPEGs to the game developers and stuff and be like, hey, Andy and Dubs recommended this. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of excited about that kind of thing too because like I was saying, I'm playing catch up on the movies this year and it's very unprofessional of me. But like I said, we we put in all of our nominees mm. and knowing what I know now, I would have made some big changes. Now that I've seen, um, like Silence barely squeaked in at the end, but it might have affected some other stuff. And I've now seen Logan and Logan Lucky, and I have a copy of Get Out sitting next to me that I'm going to watch soon. And, and uh, I saw three billboards, still got to see Disaster Artist, still got to see Shape of Water, still got to see Phantom Thread, still got to see a bunch of stuff this year. As a matter of fact, Dubs, I, I guess we can do it off the air, but I was going to say, in the future, we should do video games in December, but then we should do movies in January. We should split the shows. That's what I think. Oh, like a movies and video game show? Yeah, yeah. Give give video games their own spotlight and give movies their own spotlight and do movies in January because so much stuff comes out near Christmas. I agree. And uh, Darkest we'll... Hour is getting a wider release and a couple other things too that I'm curious about. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about this off air because we we we're like a fucking bipolar when it comes to movies and games. So it's kind of interesting that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, get ready for uh, next week, man. It's going to be awesome. Um, I, I was thinking about wearing like a tux, but I don't have one. So, <laughs> so yeah, tuxes cost too much money. Yeah. I own a suit, but that's that's all I need. Yeah, I was going to take a picture because I don't know. Video would be weird. Like I say, I make derp faces most of the time. So that's why I have a face of radio. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look good on webcam. Anyways, I look good all the time, baby. Oh, shit. The moment that everybody's been waiting for. As, oh, yeah. as Let's I, talk about the Star War. Yeah, and warning everybody, spoilers. So yeah, spoilers from the get go. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna like dip a toe into the the shallow end. From here to the end of the show, spoilers. So if you've joined us this far and you haven't seen Last Jedi, I mean, I recommend you see it. But it sounds like Dubs is gonna have something different to say. Yeah. Right off the bat, I'll say this. It's different. It, yes. That's it, my favorite thing. You, you've you already hit on one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah, it's different, but it fails to pass the torch, in my opinion. I felt like this was one big fucking billboard for Ryan Johnson. I mean, Johnson. Force Awakens passed the torch. That's, that's the one that introduced all the new characters. Now that you have those new characters, you need to do something new. Force I, Awakens was just... New hope again. Now, what I mean by the passing the torch, I mean, passing the torch, you know, you got rid of Han Solo. Uh, we think that we got rid of Luke, even though we don't know yet. He might be a force ghost in the, the third film. Um, and then Princess Leia. <laughs> like, Okay, yeah, by the way, I mean, get this out of the way. One of my least favorite parts of that movie is that scene where she gets blown out in space. That part's stupid. She should be dead. I'm, I'm sorry. But, like, in any comics or any other films or lore of the Star Wars, if you're blown in space, you're dead, right? Even if you're well, a Jedi? I'm confused about that because sometimes it's like your head explodes, like 
like a, a total recall style, but then sometimes you you don't. Honestly, I don't know what the science is. And honestly, when it comes to science and space, Star Wars is not what you because there's sound. I mean, that that right away, there's sound in space. No, that doesn't happen. Like mm. I remember when they were on the planet at the very, very, very beginning, and the star destroyers come out of um, uh, hyperspace, and you hear like the blam, blam as they're they're coming into the system. Yeah, I was like, you can't hear. And then I was like, oh, this is a Star Wars movie. I'm a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the sound was amazing in this film. I'll give Ryan Johnson, he's great when it comes to cinematography and all that stuff and sound. He gets that down pat, but his writing was all over the place in this film. I and still can't believe that he got to write and direct this movie and that they've given him three more. That's so uncharacteristic of them because where, and I'm kind of, I, I have to admit, Red Letter Media said this, and I'm going to steal this from them, but where the first movie felt like a movie by committee, mm -hmm. this one feels more like they gave it to some schmuck, and this is what he did, for better or worse. Because I'm sure there were still, like, directorial mandates, and there was still, they they said stuff like, um, no, we need, we need you to add this character, uh, we need a little more humor, which... Speaking of the things I don't like about this movie, so far I've just talked about the stuff I don't like, but I swear <laughs> I kind of liked the movie. Like, I, I don't want anyone to think it's my favorite, but I am going to, in this case, champion The Last Jedi just because I know that you won't. But the humor in this movie is so misplaced. Yes. And it comes oh, in God. at the worst times. And one of the things I hated the most, like, I've heard a lot of people discuss, um, you finally see, like, Ray hands the lightsaber to Luke, and then he, like, just kind of looks series for a second and he tosses it over his shoulder like mm -hmm. meaning to toss it into the sea um and it's like oh haha ha, that's funny like in the theater i heard some people laugh at that and it is kind of funny in principle but it's also it like undoes the serious cliffhanger of the first one that i liked i like how force awakens ended like i wanted to see what happened what does luke say what what what, what do they do do they start training is he going to be like oh where'd you get that lightsaber or something like that yeah but no it's it's it becomes a joke it's just it's just another porg moment the porgs weren't weren't as bad as i was afraid they were going to be I, yeah. I could stand the porgs when i when i first saw the porg i'm like oh i'm getting jar jar binks fucking fever right now and uh, everything from the prequels and i'm like oh, hey they weren't a character they didn't have a voice they didn't contribute to anything in any meaningful way before we started the show i was actually going through my facebook feed just like catching up and i wish i'd have opened this so that i could pull from it now but i saw something about how uh when they were filming on those islands or somewhere there were like a bunch of puffins nearby and when they were filming the puffins were just like always in a shot and mm -hmm. they, they it's not like they could run them off because they're wildlife and then there's like rules against that so they're like i don't fuck it i guess they're just part of the movie and they just did some cg and then they like made porgs part of star wars and then like put them in the falcon and stuff like that so i thought that was pretty funny if true a pretty funny way to cover up you know that problem oh there's all these puffins in the background of my goddamn shot what do i do <laughs> i think the one scene that was like a meme but like kind of funny but kind of like why the fuck is this in the film was when milk was going up when milk when Luke was going to get up to that creature and he yeah like, what is that and he milks it he gets green milk he takes a sip and he just looks at Ray and it's like a rack zoom right on Luke's face when he does that 
And I like I like that he looks at her because he's like, "Are you really gonna do this? Are you just gonna follow me around all day and watch me do weird shit? Because that's what's gonna happen." Yeah, and then they rack zoom on the creature's face, and he like he turns the head and he looks at Ray. He's like, "What's up? You want some?" And I'm just like, "This is this how the whole film is gonna be with the humor?" Because mm. it's like it's starting to get annoying a little bit. All right, let's start. So far, we're all over the place. We're jumping around. We're talking about the humor. We're talking about pores. We're talking about uh, sound design. Um, what do you think about how they handled Luke now Now that he's um, a Jedi master and he has gone to this island and abandoned the Jedi way and he's kind of funny but kind of not and he's kind of heroic but kind of not? How do you think – how do you feel about how they handled Luke Skywalker? I think they failed on the plot hole of what happened with the – the Knights of Ren and how Luke kind of they they briefly like showed it's how not really a plot hole they explain what happened they briefly he he briefly like oh he's kind of dark let me think about killing Kylo and all that stuff and I'm just like first of all Luke would never kill a child unless he's having like uh Anakin you know Vader moment here and he's executing Order sixty six and all that stuff like I mean he did regret it he did like renege on the whole idea and it is a little hard to believe but you have to understand luke skywalker isn't perfect he's not a paragon of justice and that's why i liked his portrayal in this movie he doesn't have all the answers yeah. like he is he is the hero but he's failed and now he's like i mean i don't want to say emo but now he's like moping on this island all the time and then that's what that was that was he failed like, if, if he didn't fail, then you wouldn't get most of what's going on in the new, in the in the sequel movies. Yeah, like, the like more... the more screw up at some point. The moral of the story is, like, both sides are bad, the Sith and also the Jedi. Like, they're, they shouldn't exist, even though they're still going to be there anyway. Uh-huh. And, like, here, with Luke, like, obviously things are going to change in the years of being on that island, especially what happened... Uh, with Kylo and everything because he thought he failed Han and Leia and he went to go exile himself but here's my problem um, if you wanted to die and be left alone on this island why did you create a map to you know find me and stuff like yeah I don't get that either I feel like the last Jedi has to struggle with some of the plot threads left over by Force Awakens well I feel like J.J. Abrams threw a layup to ryan johnson and ryan johnson took the ball and said hold on i'm gonna go do a three-pointer instead and well in my opinion i think he missed but other people might think that he made that three-pointer i think i mean what else would they write there why why in the world would luke leave a map to where he is instead of staying to help um, I guess the rebellion. I still have trouble saying the rebellion because it seemed like they were in charge in Force Awakens. It's confusing. But anyway, why didn't he stay behind with his friends and keep trying and, and, and try to clean up his mess with Kylo Ren and, and stuff like that? Like, what else would they write because without the, the, the Luke, besides him becoming disillusioned? Well, the look we would know it would, wouldn't be all emo. He would, you know, say that there's still, you know the jedi we could we could do this we could defeat the dark side well, then why is he in hiding training i guess because remember in empire like he went to go training with yoda and that's what they kind of mirror in you know with the 
with Ray and Luke and all that stuff where they're trying to get that Yoda and Luke moment going. And I, I don't know. Like, that's where I see the writing. Like, I feel like there's no communication with the J.J. Abrams uh, path and the Ryan Johnson. It looked like Ryan Johnson wanted to go his own way. That's why I said in the beginning, I was like, this film felt like one big billboard but like hey i'm doing the next trilogy let me put some scenes in there that are gonna you know show you what i want to do and i i i don't have a problem with that it just felt forced <laughs> no oh, no pun intended um but luke all right i came at you with luke what's our next what's our next talking point well, i don't feel like you're giving me a lot of ground but i'm definitely not giving you any well before we move on, Luke, what did you think at the end? Um, I thought it was really clever. Like, I, it, it's funny when he shows up and he says uh, he says something to Leia about you did something different with your hair. I expected her to say, "Did you dye your beard, you weirdo?" Because he <laughs> looks so weird. But she doesn't say anything, presumably because she hasn't seen him in a long time. And then he goes outside and he's wearing all black, like he did at the end of Jedi, which is badass. Yeah, And then he draws that lightsaber that we saw get destroyed, but I figured, oh, maybe it's just a different blue lightsaber, I guess. Yeah. And there's, there's, that whole thing is really cool, and everyone makes a really good point, why didn't he just actually go and do all that and then die doing it instead of what happened? And um, everyone seems to forget that Luke Skywalker, no matter how badass he is, I don't know if he could withstand all those freaking attack craft firing at him all at once. <laughs> so that right. we got that out of that. Let's, and let's, let's, on, overall, like I'm not giving it a 10 out of 10, but as far as like how Luke fights it, yeah, 7 out of 10. Pretty cool. I like that fight, and I like the fact that uh, the lightsabers never clash. He just like dodges them, and in it... I have to admit, it didn't strike home in my brain until like halfway through that what was going on. And I like that. I like the aha moment. I like when movies let me feel like the smarty, even if I'm being a dummy. Well, I think the writing on directing that scene was good because it was self-aware that he was a force ghost there. And he, you know, he was getting shot by all those AT-ATs and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. when he's kind of moving around like neo against kylo and all that stuff i really uh, wish they would have uh they would have not slowed it down when he just barely missed his face i wish they could have shown a little restraint there yeah because that took me right out of it i was like oh the matrix but what was really clever is if you look at the feet when kylo moved into the salt there's no foot footprints yeah know? so i thought that was pretty clever but I it, let's let's say, let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say the whole ATAT -AT scene, like Kylo didn't think I'm gonna shoot them at Luke. Like he's gonna want to want to finish it himself in a lightsaber battle. Like I wish that he was there just so he could have that Obi Wan moment and Ray see that kind of. That's thing. what I thought was gonna happen. Honestly, when he was walking out there, I was like, oh, that's what's gonna fucking happen. But then I realized that Ray wasn't there because she and Chewie had like kind of flown off a little bit they they pulled all the tie fighters away and by the way one of the things i did laugh at and i don't feel bad about laughing at is oh man they hate that ship the tie fighters that that made me laugh that was yeah. fun but yeah. uh but if she'd have been there watching i'd have been like oh that's what's gonna fucking happen but yeah. she wasn't there so then i started thinking well then what's the point of his 
Obi-Wan-like sacrifice. Plus, again, I'm glad they didn't just mirror something that happened in the original trilogy again. Every time that they decided to deviate from that, which was not the whole movie, they still stole from the original trilogy a whole bunch in this movie, and that's fine. But every time they deviated, I was like, okay, good. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you did that. Touche on that point. Um, I still wish he was there, and I know he would have lost because I think Kylo is a little bit more powerful because they did... He did hint that he's like, well, I did see this, you know, uh, power in Ray before, but this is, you know, scaring the shit out of me. So I'm, you're guessing that Kylo and Ray are really, really powerful and all that stuff. So I think Kylo would have beaten Luke in a one on one lightsaber battle. And I think having Luke die in a way would have been more better than him just showing that he was a force ghost and then him dying peacefully in the sun and everything those two suns yeah, the two setting the tw- twin setting suns that was a really cool visual homage mm-hmm. i like that a lot i mean again they pull something from the original trilogy and usually i like that but like i said sometimes it's fine and that is one instance where i've really dug it that was cool yeah but uh i think also they don't want uh i think they're trying to avoid and rightfully so i think they don't want kylo ren to just kill han and leia and luke they're trying to diversify a little bit. Kylo Ren killed Han. If he killed Han and he directly killed Luke, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I just was... I'm just lost on why like Luke just died in a way. I guess that was his... Yeah, I am I think everyone's confused. Like, was it exhaustion or was it like an Obi-Wan-like sacrifice to, oh, okay, I'm gonna go be a Jedi ghost now or something else? Yeah, like... They didn't really need to explain that in a way. I guess later down the road, maybe in the third one, be like he used all his, uh, you know, force mojo and all that stuff to mm. put his body there. That kind of just made him go away into the the force. Maybe it, it was a half and half. Like I thought, Luke, it felt weird because it was different, and I didn't like a couple of scenes. And I, it, the last scene didn't really go well with me, and that's why I didn't like about Luke. So fair enough. Well, you you come at me. Try to try to make me hate something here. Finn, let's talk about Finn. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Finn actually, because I have a lot of thoughts on Finn and his his C plot and Rose for that matter. I could have done a whole movie without Finn. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think they needed to give Finn something to do. I I think like. They're like, okay, Finn wakes up, and then what? Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, he uh, and then they they head Poe, who by the way gets a whole character arc and is awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. Poe Dameron's still like one of my favorite characters in the new. I think we actually agree on something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they have him there, and they they wanted to have a new character, Rose. So, all right, I guess like she's she's cool enough. I like Rose, all right, except for. At the end, where she crashes into Finn's ship, that part's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. She's I, like, "Oh, this, we're gonna defeat him by living, or whatever she says." And it's like, eh, "Yeah, I mean, sure, but." Seems- I, I think we'll mix Finn and Rose together since that whole thing. I, felt- I mean, they have the same story. Like they go to weirdo space casino Vegas planet, which didn't feel like Star Wars at all at any planet at all, in my opinion. It kind of looked it like seemed, it, it had more in common with the prequels, I thought. Yes, it, a little bit. But didn't you notice, like, the police helmets and all that stuff had, like, a Japanese helmet kind of 
to it. Well, I like I like that they, it got to have bad guys that weren't necessarily the First Order or the Empire. Like it, it had like authority figures who were bad guys, and I liked that about it. But it had such a weird story about like rich people. all the aristocracy and gun runners are the bad or not uh, uh, not gun runners, um, gun sellers, arms manufacturers. They're the they're the bad guys and. They mistreat these horses with the creepy faces, and I don't know. Like that that whole subplot, I still have weird feelings about. It. I don't hate it, but I don't know. It, it felt out of place in in the last Jedi. The writing was all over the place with this whole thing. It's like uh-huh. we need to find this. <laughs> we need to find this code breaker. Which you have to find the flower bloom thing pin. I kept expecting uh, Benicio de Toro to be like, "Oh, I lost that lapel in a card game or something like that." I expected him to be the guy that they were there to get, but I guess he wasn't. I don't. I'm, I'm confused by that. Mm-hmm. And I thought his character would do like a triple cross in a way, where it looked like he handed them over, and and then I thought that was him in the ATATs shooting at all the stormtroopers. Me too. Yeah, the ATST when BB-8's in it. Yeah. I thought that. I thought that was him then, and also at the end when the Falcon comes in and shoots a bunch of TIE fighters for a fraction of a second. I thought that was him then. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to try to make him Han Solo, but no. Now he just fucked off, and in a way, I kind of like that. I like that restraint. They're like, no, this character's a piece of shit. You can hate him. That's fine. And then they just kind of moved on. Yeah, and there was just nothing for Finn to do in it. No, even though not, had- not, not a lot came from his. It's a shame because they set him up in Force Awakens where he's a great character. And then in this one, he does things that are independently interesting and cool, but collectively don't amount to much. Like, why do all the uh, Empire and fucking First Order have like dumb technology where everything is located in one area and shit? Like, you know what have been really really cool of like how they were tracking everybody and stuff it's like imagine all the stormtroopers got uh, injected with a chip because they wanted to track where all the stormtroopers are and because Finn was on that ship that's how they were following them all the stuff maybe, I think maybe there's 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 a I don't want to say slippery slope but there's there's like a line that I don't think anyone understands where it is that you can't cross because Star Wars stops feeling like Star Wars. Star Wars has always been like a weird low-tech sci-fi setting. It's World War II in space, as evidenced extremely heavily by the opening action scene, where there's like the World War II bombers in space. They have like gun pods, and and um, they drop bombs on the, the, the Star Destroyer and stuff like that. Like well, Star Wars has always had to have like a slightly lower tech feel to it mm-hmm. it's not it's not star trek it's not babylon 5 or firefly or whatever well firefly's closer i guess but it's always had to have this weird wild west world war ii and space thing going on with with space monks with with oriental japanese yeah speaking um, of, speaking of that scene shit. like of having to show that uh rose's sister died in that bomber thing like, I get where they were going with ex- exposition and be like, hey, that was her sister. She was brave. But, uh-huh. like, it was so drawn out. And, like, I didn't care about her because I was like, who is this? Why is it taking forever? Let's get back to Poe. That's the one I know. I, I, 
kind of liked that scene. I thought it was suspenseful and interesting because, like, there's one thing that this movie does, and it I really got tired of it. But the more I think about it, the more I think that was on purpose, and I'm supposed to feel that way. Mm. This movie kills a lot of fucking people. Like at the end, the rebellion is like two dozen guys or something. Yeah. And 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 like like Poe gets this entire bombing thing wiped out, and a bunch of X wings. And then they lose two full ships, I mean, after evacuating them. And then all these stupid shuttles get destroyed. And at the end, even more people get shot. And, I mean, there is a lot of death in this fucking movie. Yeah. It, it kind of tries to show that, you know, the, the, the bad guys are kind of winning because they dwindled down the numbers of the resistance. Uh, and and it, kind of an echo of Empire in a way. Yeah. And it's like, I get that. It's cool. And I was okay with it. Not because it mirrored Empire, it's just that you have to make them look strong. <laughs> I mean, if you think yeah, of WWE. There, there's got to be stakes. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, like, you have to build up that third movie where finally the good guy wins in the end. They have to have something to defeat. Yeah. And, and I really like that Kylo Ren is, I'm gonna going to kind of do an air quotes, in charge of the First Order now. That's That's a nice touch. It makes him more menacing. Mm -hmm. in a way even though he's still a doofus kind of i mean yeah. he's not half the doofus that hux is that guy's a tool but so let's move on to i mean hux you really can't talk about it. he's just a annoying uh captain that gets there's choked. there's one thing there's one piece of character building for hux that i loved and really overall as a character i'm not super in love with him but there's one thing i did love and that's when kylo ren is lying there unconscious and he starts to pull a blaster out mm. as if he's gonna kill him that part's really cool i like that yeah i would i it would have been interesting if he did like arrest him or something but then he's too powerful he would have got out in any way Oh, no, he was going to shoot him. He was going to murder him. Yeah, that would have been awesome if he did it. It would shock the crowd pretty much. <laughs> but I, I would have been bummed. Kylo Ren's my favorite character in these movies, I think. Yeah, he's one of the strong characters. Him and Poe, I think, were amazing yeah. in this film. Yeah, yeah. Poe is, like, my favorite hero. But I think my favorite character overall from Last Jedi and Force Awakens is, is becoming Kylo Ren. By the way, best decision of the movie potentially one of the best decisions is to have him destroy his helmet in the first 10 minutes of that movie. That is a great idea. Get rid of that piece of shit. I mean, the helmet is really cool and it makes his voice sound cool, but it serves no purpose anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not to make him scary. We know what he's like. We know he's like a, a, a bitch that overreacts and destroys rooms and, and has parental issues and stuff like that. We already know all that about him. It's not going to make him scarier. It's just going to make him harder to understand and it's going to look cool on some toys. That's about it. So get rid of that. I'm super glad they did that. And he's got like scars that are like lessened throughout the movie. That's a cool touch. To yeah. Know. So I I didn't really care for the helmet scene. I thought it was good. Um, it was, They got rid of it. I, I thought it was great. He, he kind of did get rid of it in the first one, didn't he? Didn't it like blow up or he lost yeah, it? Yeah, more or less. Like he stopped using it toward the end of the movie. That's that's how he got like scarred, I guess, too. But I'm glad that like he as a character made the decision to get rid of it. And I like that Snoke like like bitches him out and then like calls him a punk for using it pretty much. Like take that stupid thing off or something like that. Yeah, you're no Darth Vader and stuff. Yeah, you're no Darth Vader, that's what he says. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's cool. So let's move on to something that I really, really dislike that happened is killing Snoke. 
Um, oh, really? Did you like Snoke as a character, or did you just like the idea of having like stand it? I didn't know enough about him to even care about why. Uh, this, besides those few scenes where he ridiculed Kylo and everything, like yeah, in the first true. in the first film, like he was praising Kylo because he was better than Hux, and then in the second one, it's like, oh, you're a pussy, even though you killed your father anyway. And I I still see that in every way too, and I'm like, all right. But when you know Ray and Kylo <laughs> in that scene, and by the way, can we really talk about that really quickly? Is how he bridged Kylo and Ray uh, to see each other in the Force, where they were in different locations and stuff. At first, I thought I was gonna hate that, but as the movie went on, it became one of my favorite parts. Yeah, th- that's one of the positives I like about it. I was like, that's yeah. an interesting twist. I like that. Yeah, it's like those characters have so many interesting things to say to one another, but how do you do it? And I'm glad that they did that. Mm-hmm. Do you believe Snoke bridged him, or you think that was a lie? I don't know. I'm I'm confused about that. I, I kind of I'm probably going to see the movie again with two friends in the coming week or two because mm-hmm. one of them hasn't seen it. One of them's seen it and doesn't mind to see it again, and I feel the same way. I'm gonna, there's going to be a lot of stuff I'm going to be trying to, to decide for myself this time. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing it a second time just so that I could, because I know all the scenes that I hate, maybe it'll be different <laughs> the second time around. I hope so. I hope you enjoy it. I mean, I'd rather you enjoy it hate it. Yeah. Um, but when S- Snoke, like when Kylo moves the lightsaber that's directly near him and using uh-huh. the force, like let's say he did bridge Kylo and Rey, how are you telling me that someone powerful that we, we assume that is powerful and doesn't hear in the forest or feel in the forest that lightsaber moving to cut him in half? I wondered that during that scene. And at the time, I kind of like I let it go a little bit. And then it it bothered me a little bit more later on. And I had a realization that doesn't it doesn't um, wave away that problem like it's still a problem but i had a realization about why they did it probably and that is i'm pretty sure everyone who saw that movie had that same thought it's like oh why isn't he noticing why doesn't he know that kylo ren is about to betray him he's got to see into his mind or he's going to sense that he's using the force on this lightsaber or something like that and because everyone's thinking that it makes that scene or that part of that scene more um, dramatic. It it adds tension because you're like, oh my gosh, he's he's going to discover that Kylo Ren's going to betray him. There's no way they're going to kill Snoke. Something's going to happen. Oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to actually kill Rey? Is he going to? Are they going to team up? Are they going to do something else? And I think because everyone has that thought, that's part of what made that scene suspenseful and for you know for good again that doesn't wave away all those problems but without those problems that wouldn't be interesting they they could have just stabbed him in a lightsaber fight by the way i'm so glad snoke didn't have a lightsaber because he's he's like better than having a lightsaber that's really cool which again you know it builds you this assumption that he's so powerful and you know even in the beginning and the other films he was reading hux and kylo's mind of what's going on and everything he Mm -hmm. felt ray and luke in in the forest and all that stuff well actually he didn't know where luke was he hit himself pretty well but like he's so powerful and he's feeling this in the forest and like that scene it threw me off guard because of the shock value of him dying i give him that but at the same time it's like 
my bullshit meter was going off and it didn't it didn't felt it didn't feel good like if oh. like if what about what followed like I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be a child here for a second how fucking great is the fight that follows that best fight uh lightsaber fight because it wasn't a lightsaber duel but a lightsaber fight between those uh guards and stuff yeah I, I think in a long time in star wars history films like yeah it, i thought it was that amazing that part is so fucking cool. I loved it. Like, like I want to be the smarty smart guy that, that talks about suspense in a scene, but also part of me just gets a boner for like excellent fight scenes like that. It was, it was, it was super fun to watch. I got really excited. Yeah. And it, like, I thought of like, you know, Kylo and Ray teaming up. I thought that would have been a great storyline. Like if, like if either they were light or dark, I think it would have been interesting and different in a way because we never saw that in uh, Luke and Darth Vader. It was kind of always, you know, son, join me on the dark side. And he's like, no, I'm I'm a it Jedi. Sounds, it sounds really interesting. I agree. And I would like to see it as well. But I would not envy the person who had to write what happens next. I don't know what you'd do. Well, you would have a, another turn, obviously. It just, who would it be? Would it be mm. Kylo or would it be Rey? And by the way, I'm hearing that you know the actress that plays Ray is not going to be doing one after nine, so like she's done. So yeah. what do you like? One, we'll talk about Ray in a few because that's another issue I have. Um, but with the Snoke situation, I just felt that we should have got more. And yeah, I'm not. I mean, I I'm gonna agree with you on this front. Like, if they were gonna kill him in this movie, they should have used him more in Force Awakens. Exactly. Instead of just making him all mysterious and powerful and all that stuff. Yeah. So moving on. I, I want to bring something up. Okay. And it's something that I think you're going to have a hard time fighting me on, I hope. Um, I love, and I feel that Last Jedi fixed it, but I love what Last Jedi did for the Force and for the Jedi. I like that the Force is more like a ambiguous magical thing that lets people astral project and talk to each other and and like like there's like when they're talking to each other at some point like kylo has rain on him and it's raining where ray is and i like that that there's a lot more ambiguity it makes the jedi seem more like um space monks and not uh the star police like they did in the prequels like um a friend and i driving home from the movie talking about the way that luke you know, astral projected and, and, and he died and stuff like that. And I said something that made me feel pretty smart. So I'm going to say it again here so I can hopefully feel smart again. <laughs> um, like he could have showed up and they could have had a lightsaber fight and Luke could have showed up and been like, Oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a hero. I'm a badass fight guy. I'm really strong, but he didn't do that. He proved that he's smarter than Kylo Ren. He did something wise, creative, and and that showed that he's powerful in the ways of the force and that's way cooler like he's a jedi master not a jedi knight he's a he's a space monk not a space police officer so i think i think last jedi did a lot of good stuff with with um the mythos of the jedi and also just what the force is and what the force isn't see i like that it's different and i because when you're Disney and you have to make this into a franchise, you have to make it unlimited. So, like, that's the right direction that they're going. 
Um, but I'm I'm wishing that it was like some type of bloodline, like the Skywalker bloodline. You you know you were part of this family tree. That's why you have the Force in you. I'm not talking about Metaclorians and all that stuff because that's garbage. Um, but like that whole. I mean, but, it, but if it was a bloodline thing, then they would know who was going to be a Jedi. There'd be no mystery to it. People would just. It'd be like, oh, two Jedi fucked, and they had a kid. That kid's gonna be a Jedi. That that's no, that's no fun. I mean, it it's got to be. There's the, you don't get like the virgins and the Force thing, and and like, well, would, I, I don't know. You would, you I, I like the idea more of Jedi potentially coming from nowhere, but also Jedi being the offspring of Jedi, which is the case of Luke, obviously. Yeah, like you would have a Terminator storyline in a way where like, oh that those two Jedis are having a baby or one Jedi, you know, fucking that girl and they're going to have a child. They're going to have the force in them. Like we have to kill that baby to stop the bloodline. Like, I, I think that would be a little bit interesting in my op opinion. I'm not using that as like a, you know, the whole, everybody has the force in them somehow fight kind of thing, because like I said, it's different and you have to milk the, the franchise in some way. And uh, I, I, to to throw it out there, I thought the end scene of that child, the broom kid doing it, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I I get why they were doing it though. They're like, we're gonna this is this is the spark that lights the flame that becomes the rebellion, mm -hmm. and and that's one thing that did mirror all the bullshit that Finn and Rose had done. Is is that that's what they were inspiring in like a lower class they're like oh, we're gonna rise up and f overthrow these rich motherfuckers these these hoity-toity you know greedy whatever etc 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 so i get why that scene was there but yeah i, I wasn't in love with either necessarily mm -hmm. like i would have liked the end of the film with you know leia hugging ray and you know going to warp drive in the falcon and then all of a sudden John Williams song hits and I'd be like that was good but to see the fucking broom kid I was just like oh my god this is like a billboard of Ryan Johnson saying hey doing a trilogy <laughs> see this might be like one of the Jedi's so see you later and, it, and I, didn't, I didn't think that much about him getting his own movies because when he made this movie he didn't know that necessarily yeah but anything could happen post-production I guess did this get announced, like, after he edited everything? I don't know. We, as the public, knew in, like, November that he was getting his own movies. And post-production would have been long done, I suspect, at that point. Mm -hmm. But we don't know behind the scenes how soon that was decided. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's possible that you're you're right, and it's, I feel like it's possible that I'm right. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's such a polarizing opinion's across the board with everybody um but let's talk about ray um especially i don't really care about the training because you, you could make that into like an 80s montage and i would be okay with it what the training is like uh, it's you can't uh, okay hang on i gotta figure out how to compose this thought no, I'm saying it was good. I was. Uh, it could have done anything. It could have been how it was now, and it could have been an '80s montage, and I would be okay with it. What I'm really pissed off is the mystery behind Ray, of the power, and where she got it from. Why is she the power, the most powerful of all these people that have the Force in them somehow? Some people are Force sensitive, and some aren't. That's that's what's thrilling. It could be anyone. That that's that's part of like 
like you look at these kinds of stories and um, uh, the journey of the hero and uh, a hero with a thousand faces and stuff like that, it has to be someone from meager beginnings becomes the hero. Like you're nothing and now you're a big deal. Then why? It, it, it's not interesting if you're born and it's like, oh, you're going to be a Jedi when you grow up. We're going to train you to be a Jedi forever. Then why hint and in the first film? always destined for greatness. Then why hint in the first film, like these mysterious parents, and then to find out in the second one, it's like, and how it was worded by Kylo, it's like, you know deep down inside, and I know you could see it, that like your yeah, parents were nobody. They're, they're in a pop, they sold you for booze money. They're in a pauper's grave in the junk desert somewhere. You're the first person I've talked to that hates that decision. So I kind of want to hear more from you on this, because... This is one thing that I'm hearing from even people who didn't like the movie necessarily, kind of like the decision that raised parents or nobody. I just, I, it's simple. I just hated it because why have it mysterious? Like it was, it was so like in there in the Force Awakens. But like, oh my god! I mean, the payoff isn't always the most important part of a plot hook. I mean, it was all the suspense that we have felt for two years over who's raised raised parents are yeah but it looked like ryan johnson and it was for her too like also like like when she goes down in the cave and she wants to know who her parents are and stuff like that that seems really cool i thought that was pretty awesome because when, when it showed nobody but, but herself i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> at first i thought it was going to be like she's a virgin in the force like anakin was mm -hmm. like i thought that's what that was implying that that image that it was just her i thought that's or what it, i thought say she was a virgin birth yeah. or a virgin to the force or something like that but no I, I i love the decision that it's nobody you're you're just you're nobody you're nothing you're nothing special because that further drives home that that hero with a thousand faces kind of mentality is she is or she was nothing she's nothing special there's no reason to think that she should be a hero or heroine but and she is it should have never more been thrilling like that in the first film of having all those scenes of her holding her hand and stuff as that, that ship goes away and everything. Like if it was going to be nobody be like, I need to find my parents. I want to know who they are. Oh, they're nobodies. Okay. Like you made something big in the force awakens. And it feels like Ryan Johnson was like, I don't agree with that. I'm going to totally change it. And it's like, he changed a lot with JJ Abrams did. And I feel like JJ Abrams is going to take whatever he was changed and how much of it he was told. Yeah, that's why I say the communication is not that great because what's going to happen in the third film now? J.J. <laughs> Abrams is going to, you know, change stuff that Ryan Johnson did. And it's so like, in, instead of him making a movie, you just wanted him to be another yes man from from the Disney Corporation that came down and did what he was told. No, it's just it was it it. it I think I think you got me here, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, you, I see you were your the one who was talking earlier about Disney, like doing all that shit, and instead of Disney coming in and doing all that shit, Ryan Johnson got to do something of his own potentially. Again, I don't know how much of this went to committee. I don't know how much of it was. He got an email in the morning that said, "Okay, more porks. We're gonna need more laughs." Yeah, but I, I, you don't have one film say this is important and then the next film is like oh it was just nothing just like i mean snow. it can still be important maybe the fact that she comes from nothing is i mean i think it will become a defining trait yeah but then that's, everyone, that's going like in luke, luke skywalker like, came from anakin skywalker that's 
I mean, of course, that's where greatness comes from. But but Ray has more to prove, both to the viewers and in universe. And I wasn't looking for be like, oh, I wanted to be like a, a Skywalker or an Obi Wan. I like I would have been satisfied if like it was somehow they got the DNA of like Anakin and Snoke was like doing this evil plot to bring back Darth Vader in some way, and it was Ray that had you know Anakin's DNA. Some How would you feel if it turned out in Star Wars 9 that that's more or less what had happened? Like the Emperor and or Snoke at some point had manipulated, even though her parents were nobodies, had manipulated the Force in some way to create Rey as she is, like a powerful Force-sensitive. Then I would retract all the stuff that I hated about The Last Jedi and be like, that was kind of genius of how he put that mm -hmm. in a way. So it's like you have this puzzle piece, and I guess I have to wait for the next puzzle piece to happen. But, yeah. But the way I look at it is they're trying to quickly get away from the Skywalker trilogy and get into this new trilogy. And they I don't, should. And That's I don't, in their best interest. Yeah, but it's they're handling it. I think like the Han Solo was great how he died. Princess Leia is still being alive. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they had completed shooting before she died, so mm -hmm. I I overheard in the theater, so I haven't read this anywhere, I just overheard it from some schmuck in the theater, that they had already shot a bunch of her stuff, like, kind of beyond that, and apparently there exists enough that they're going to be able to use her in Nine. Like, I guess they, they J.J. Abrams is helming Nine now, and I guess he had the foresight to get some stuff for it already. But still, I mean... Which is, by the way, uh, codename Carbonite or something like that. Carbonite. Kind of like when Han Solo was Carbonited in uh, Lando's uh, place. But anyway... Oh, I didn't get the reference. Thank you for explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> but... What else? What else about this movie? We can talk about Leia. Like, even though we discussed it in the beginning, I just thought it was really stupid. She was cool enough. I I I, I, I kind of, like it was in the middle of the movie they needed to go away so that Laura Dern and her weird purple hair could do some stuff. It's so distracting that Laura Dern is in this movie. I kept thinking about David Lynch the whole movie. <laughs> I thought that would have been a great uh, passing the torch kind of thing and having Leia uh, do the warp drive into the uh, Snoke ship. I think that would have been more powerful. Uh, to do that instead of just Laura Durnham where you just you known her for like a couple of scenes and be like yeah I don't care about you bye you just killed that ship cool. yeah and she was like I have to pilot the ship you all escape and then she's like not piloting the ship mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like what <laughs> and to quickly I, that, is, that is a really cool scene though I mean when she when she flies it into Snoke's Star Destroyer I, lo I love the sound cuts that's really cool yeah, and like also, visually, it's a cool scene. And the writing, by the way, <laughs> why not just tell your plan in the first place on what you're doing instead of having? Yeah, code... no, there's there's no excuse for that. That's shitty writing. I yeah. hate that. And I was like, that was garbage. <laughs> like that mutiny scene should have never happened. All they had to do, all they had to establish, was that they suspected heavily that somewhere in their command line that there was a leak, that someone was like. I've been thinking a lot about how to fix the stuff I don't like in Last Jedi, and that's one of the things that would have fixed it, is if Laura Dern and or Leia had very reasonable 
evidence, and even to the point where they reveal who it is at some point, capture the guy or something, that there was someone on the rebel ship that was feeding information to the Empire. Mm-hmm. That they needed to do that, or like a droid or something like that, because that way if the ship gets destroyed, oh, it's a droid. It, it was just doing what it was supposed to do, or something like that. Because then she would have a reason not to not to just yell about what her plan is all over the place. Then she'd have a reason to do it. They didn't do that, though. They, yeah. they just, for some reason, she hides it from Poe Dameron, who, who does act like a prick, let's face it. But that's why he's interesting, because he's a prick, and then he has a character arc, that thing that characters have in movies. <laughs> and then at the end, he grows and becomes a different kind of person. Yeah, so to quickly touch back on Finn a little bit when he was about to, you know, commit suicide and sacrifice himself, I was like, this is a good moment. I'm okay with it. Just yeah. do it. And then out of nowhere that fucking Rose just crashes into him and I'm just like Yeah, it's the same I I loved her character up until that decision, and I was like, Oh, this character's kinda stupid now. Yeah, because she's sacrificing everybody in that fucking hole for love. And I'm just I mean, like, sort of. It, it it ends up amounting to nothing anyway, either way. Yeah, she practically made Poe's uh, mistake <laughs> of tra- yeah. to being, you know, selfish in a way and trying to, you know, protect what she likes and, you know, be number one and everything. And you could tell... Sort of, like like Poe's whole thing is he sacrifices all these people to get the job done and Rose is saying, no, that's not how we're going to win. Enough people have died. We need to live. We'll defeat them this way. Mm-hmm. You know, no... no um, no one ever won a war for by dying for their country. They do it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for theirs. Yeah. Um, which which is a much cooler way to put that. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, and I was just, you could tell Disney is like making these love triangles and shit that's kind of pissing me off. Where you're gonna have Finn, Rose, and Ray, and then I guess you add because it kind of showed like Poe had an interest in Ray a little bit. He's like, oh, we never met. I'm Poe and like, and I'm Ray and all that stuff. And it felt weird. Like, I mean, when you hit on Daisy Ridley, if you saw her somewhere, I would. I would too, but <laughs> that that's another person. <laughs> then you have Kylo with that weird, you know, touching of the hand thing, like your sexual tension happening over there. Yeah, I I didn't know how to feel about all of that because after they 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 started being able to talk to each other like through the Force, mm. and I was like, oh god damn it, they're going to be brother and sister, aren't they? That's really stupid. I hate that decision. And then it ended up not being the decision. And I loved that. Because I thought that's why they could they had that connection. I thought they were siblings. Yeah, and I was like, oh boy, it's going to be Han Solo's kid and Leia. And I'm like, but they don't know they had a child? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like, like in, in the heat of the moment, that's what I thought is, oh, they're siblings. That's retarded. Yeah. But I, uh, one of the other parts that I actually did chuckle at, there, I, I, I laughed out loud a few times in the movie. And one of them was uh, when, when it happens, when she's walking up the, the, the cliffside, and she says, oh, can we not do this now? And he's like, oh, I don't want to do this either. And she looks at him. She's like, can you like put on a, a cowl or something? This is really distracting because he's not wearing a shirt. That made me laugh. That yeah. was pretty funny. That, like I said, those scenes were good. I really like that. And it's a good touch on the forest and everything. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about phasma her a little bit longer why? than her she's last... not worth talking about this bullshit why even have her in this movie it, here's my thing is it are they gonna really make it a gag where she shows up a third time because i'm hearing that probably and i'm just like why it's like why did they build this like, like i understand 
I think they're experimenting with like the Boba Fett formula. Like her armor's cool and she dies like a bitch. Mm-hmm. I think they're like messing around with that, but they really should have established her better or like done how- anything anything interesting with her. Like I guess she has her own like there's a novel about how she escapes Starkiller base and does some other shit and yeah, she's I in the comics. <laughs> and that's cool, but I don't I don't care about comics and books. Like when I was a kid, I loved the Star Wars expanded universe. And I'm not saying I'm I'm closing the door on that. I I I'd pick up a Star Wars book maybe, but n- put it in the movie. I mean, if she's going to be a character, then do something with it. It would have been great like if they showed like a flashback scene of like her armor being crushed and you see her face actually and she climbs out of it. And she gets like new armor. Like it didn't have to be so long, but like that's a plot hole. It's like how did she escape that ship? And you know, a lot of like casual fans are not gonna go read a book or a comic. Yeah, they're gonna be like, what the fuck? Um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm kind of okay with it. Like again, there's there's mythical space monks flying around doing mind control and astral projection. Like I can suspend my disbelief a little bit, but. Again, if they wanted her to be in this movie, she needed to do something other than be in one fight in the in the last 40 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, this movie is about 30 minutes too long. Can we get this out of the way right now? Because I know that this is going to be one of your talking points, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, pacing was terrible. <laughs> yeah, pacing's bad. Movie's too long. There was two movies in one. <laughs> like We could have had like a solo movie about fucking Finn and Rose at this other you know island and shit. But then Honestly... I- like I, I would keep that. I would get rid of like um I honestly I thought the movie was gonna end on the Star Destroyer. I, I like I kinda forgot from the trailer there's all that shit where the ships fly out to fight the AT ATs. I really did think that what was gonna happen was Ray was gonna be on the Star Destroyer at the end and it was gonna be kind of like oh they lost Han at the end of Empire and at the beginning of Jedi they're getting him. I thought they were gonna do something like that. And I thought it made sense, like maybe Finn and Rose were escaping the Star Destroyer and they catch a glimpse of Rey or or something like they see her or she helps them escape and they were going to be like, oh, we have to get Rey back. And that was going to be what they did with the next movie. But they didn't do any of that. And instead, the movie went on for another half hour and a bunch more characters died for not a ton of reason. And then we got some cool Luke Skywalker stuff. They could have done that on the, on the Star Destroyer or... What I think they should have done is instead of having that weird Battlestar Galactica flying through space thing, mm-hmm. they should have got to that planet like right off the bat. They should have come out of light speed and been like, oh, they can track us through light speed. We got to do something and then got to that planet like right away and then been holed up. And then uh, the New Order needed that battering ram and they were in the process of getting it and maybe tie Finn and Rose's stuff into that somehow. Or they still need to get on the Star Destroyer to do something so they have the exact same plot line or something with Benicio de Toro, who was an interesting character, I guess. I begrudgingly admit. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of comics and like mini series and shit that are going to be happening behind the scenes where it'll be like, hey, you want to know about this character? You can go here. But I'm like, that's terrible when you're trying to show it on uh, film because most of the people are not going to watch that, like I said before. Probably not. I mean, it will make them more money from their comics and books mm-hmm. so i understand why they're doing it but it's not for me i'm i, I like movies disney yeah 
I don't know what else to talk about. I think we we debated really good. I think we all we still stick with our same stance. I mean, I agreed with some of your points, but still the negatives outweigh the positives, in my opinion. Again, I'm not saying this movie is fantastic. It's got a ton of huge, glaring, like, sticking a toothpick in my eye problems. Pacing and length is one. The out-of-place humor is another and um, Finn needing something to do is kind of a more minor one. And I hate that scene where Leia's in space. Mm-hmm. Those, those are like my huge bullet points that keep this movie from being otherwise great. But I love um, the direction in it. I love that they did a bunch of new stuff. They didn't just steal from the original trilogy. I love um, uh, I love what they did with Poe Dameron. He was great in the whole movie. I love what they did with uh, Kylo Ren. He was great in the whole movie. I love what they did with Luke, which I know you disagree with me on, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Love what they did with the Force. Fixed the Force. Super cool and exciting. Um, I laughed out loud when uh, uh, Luke thought it was Ray knocking on his door, and then it like blows off of the hinges and Chewbacca comes in. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. Um, oh, Chewbacca did nothing in this film besides yeah it was kind of a shame it's like Chewie was there so they used him for a few gags and he got to fly the falcon at the end yeah like that was cool but really Chewie didn't do a ton but when you have a character that can't speak to the audience it's it's hard to do stuff with him without him standing next to han the and he time. and he got his hug from leia finally <laughs> so Jesus, that took long i i, I want to I mean, this doesn't have to be a bookend, but I want to address some... Um, you have an official ranking of Star Wars films <laughs> yes. on Facebook. Yes. And the whole list is bullshit. This, the whole thing is nonsense. In your opinion. <laughs> no, I think objectively. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go through them. And by the way, I kept Rogue One out on purpose because I feel like it's not in the trilogies. It's just like an in-between... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The third and A New Hope, episode well, you, three and four. You like Rogue One better than the, the prequels, presumably, right? Correct, yes. So you'd probably put it in like five-ish or something. Yeah. Um, you have Return of the Jedi as first, which is weird. It's a little taboo, but I guess I'll give it to you. Like so, most people would put Empire or New Hope, I would put Empire because it's the best. The reason why I did that is because, and like I said, this is a personal uh opinion on it because i was spoiled of the whole luke you are my father thing so like when that payoff happened in empire i was I mean, like empire is more than just that scene yeah but like return of the jedi i like the whole like is luke gonna go to the dark side is this gonna happen and it didn't hmm. and so that's why i liked it that's why it's number one for me but but in in Last Jedi, you wondered if Rey was going to go to the dark side, and she didn't. You hate that movie. I'm just kidding. I'm I not came gonna, first. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Um, okay. I I feel like we can have a huge uh, a huge long discussion about the merits of Jedi versus Empire, but it would make this episode like five hours long. Um, so Return of the Jedi again. Not what I would do, but I'll let you have it. New Hope at number two. That's fine. I agree with that. Um, you think Force Awakens is better than The Empire Strikes Back? So that's going to be my first sticking point. Uh, what? <laughs> um, like I said, I I was spoiled of the Empire. Like I just I didn't. Oh, so hit- so you you just don't like Empire because you 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 can't enjoy the twist that Vader is Luke's father. Yeah, and I, I there's a lot more going on in that movie. What about the whole off battle? That part's great, and all the training with Yoda. 
I mean, Frank Oz's voice work as Yoda is oh fantastic. God, and, we didn't talk thank about God that in the last Jedi. Time. Huh? We didn't talk about Yoda in the last Jedi. I, I just realized that I was linking it back. I was like, <laughs> and they used a puppet instead of CGI. Oh, thank God, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, turn pages, they, they are not. Turn pages, they were not. <laughs> yeah, it it was an awesome scene. You know what? Even though we spoiled it, just enjoy what he says in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Force Force Awakens is better than Empire Strikes Back. Like part of the reason I'm doing this is now that we've had this long debate, viewers are going to hear it. And they're going to hear your side. And they're going to hear my side. Um, this is part of my argument: is what you think about the Star Wars movies, and I'm trying to inval. I'm attacking your character, is what I'm doing. Right now. <laughs> I felt that the Force Awakens was, uh, and I'm thinking strictly on how the pacing was and how. Uh, it felt cool <laughs> in a way, even though I'm probably Force Awakens is a cool movie. I like Force Awakens a lot. But the nostalgia, I get it that there's nostalgia for Empire because of Yoda's scene, Hoth battle, and um... I mean, all, Lando Calrissian. Come mm-hmm. on, man, Boba Fett. Yeah, it's just a, it's just an opinion. I just that's the reason. Fair enough. I mean, it, it is an opinion. Like I said, when, um. Like I said, Force Awakens is, is good. Again, I put Empire at the top of my list, but whatever. It's number four on yours. <laughs> um, and then you have Revenge of the Sith, and then you have Attack of the Clones, <laughs> and then you have Last Jedi, and then you have Phantom Menace. So throughout throughout this conversation, has Last Jedi at least beat Attack of the Clones at all? Or do you still like Attack of the Motherfucking Clones better than you like The Last Jedi? I'm still sticking with the Attack of the Clones. Oh above my god, that's Jedi. disgusting! I thought I mean, the late the, the, sh- the show is great for 20 episodes, but I don't know if we can keep going now. <laughs> now that I know these things about you, <laughs> it's like finding out your friend's a war criminal. Now I'm a little. I'm, bit... I'm in the minority when it comes to the prequels. Like I realize that most people like Revenge of the Sith the best. Uh, the Phantom Menace is my favorite prequel. So oh my god. if you want to attack my character, I'm going to open myself up right now. Just pod racing, annoying child Anakin. And pod racing like... is cool. <laughs> that whole that whole part is awesome. I love pod racing. And the only thing that was cool about Phantom Menace was was Darth Maul and the fight at the end. Yeah, Darth Darth Maul is a cool looking character, but he's barely a character, and I will acknowledge that Darth Maul's nonsense. It's kind of like Snoke. <laughs> he just came yeah. and went. Kinda. Snoke had more lines though. Yeah. Darth um, Maul had more lightsabers, though. The reason why Attack of the Clones I liked is because I liked the whole finding out about the Stormtroopers and how they were created and everything. Okay. And I liked the... Uh, was, was Attack of the Clones where Yoda fought? Or was that Return of Revenge of the Sith? Yes, that was Attack of the Clones. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I, a, uh, a special effect without a story is a pretty boring thing. Do you know who said that? Who? George Lucas. But <laughs> sorry, I know I know that's contextless, but that's that's how I feel about Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is my least favorite Star Wars. Movie. When these movies came out, when you watched it, how old were you? Um, which ones? The prequels? Yeah. Like, oh, teens, I think. When you watched them, I think 13, 15, and seventeen. I think. I'm not sure. When you watched them and everything, 
did you have the same opinion? Like, this is garbage. Why the fuck is this a Star Wars film? Or were you like, oh my nah. god, this when, is cool. When I was a kid, I liked Phantom Menace, and I loved Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones has aged the worst of the Star Wars movies in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I made this list is because of, based off of nostalgia, and that's the reason why I liked Six a little bit yeah, more. Again, it, it is your opinion. Like, I make jokes about attacking your character, but you're entitled to your opinion. And on, honestly, like, I see more similarities in our tastes than dissimilarities, but... Because I'm not really, like, I'm not a gung-ho, like, Star Wars fan. Like, I'm not going to tell you everything about it like i know the lore and some of what's going on but i'm not gonna be like well you know the the metachlorians and all that stuff and i'm not gonna go deep into that the reason why i made this list is because this is what was cool to me it was you know hip to be square (laughs) Uh, um but last jedi people probably don't uh believe that should be in, in seven and i did get a lot of hate for that by the way yeah you deserve it <laughs> and i think that's what's great about me is i'm different <laughs> just like ryan johnson <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean i knew i was gonna get a uh, flag for that and it's I one mean, of the reasons why i did Facebook, that it seems like you do that on purpose yeah <laughs> Hey, you know, you gotta you gotta advertise the show somehow, right? <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so um, that's what we both think about the Last Jedi. I have an opinion that is level-headed and well thought out and cool. And uh, Dubs thinks um, Force Awakens was better than Empire Strikes Back. So, <laughs> who do you believe more? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know we don't like scoring things, but what do you give Last Jedi out of ten? Oh my god, I hate scoring things. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish I could see it again before you put me on the spot like this. I'll, uh, I'll at least we'll hold off on your, but I want to give you mine. No, I, I got one. Okay. I got one. Uh, like six or seven out of ten. Six point five ish. Okay. And like 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 a good six point five. Like not a crusty one, like a like a good six point five. Okay. Like like I said, it's got it's got some real big fuck off problems with it that I just I can't I've tried to look past. I really have. I, w- I want to love the movie, but I just really like it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was in the beginning for me. When I walked out of the film, I was like, eh, six, six point five. You know, it was it was enjoyable to watch if it wasn't a Star Wars film. <laughs> like, if I didn't have all the knowledge of Star Wars, I'd be like, that was a pretty uh, pretty good, you know, some action scenes were here and there, but the pacing was a little bit horrible, so I was kind of, like, waiting for, waiting for it to end. But then I started thinking about the scenes that we all just talked about right now, and I was like, all right, 5.5. 5. Oh, really? That high? I figured it'd be lower. Um, no, no, I'm still going. And I just kept on thinking and I was like, it's going to be a four. (laughs) So four out of 10 for me, like I said, it could change. I could see it a second time and be like, all right, I took all the scenes that I hated and I ignored them. And I just went with the scenes that I like. And it went, it goes, might go back to a 6.5. So I'm going to, I'm going to see it again. And I'm probably going to give an official rating on that. This is kind of you know, I'm going to see it again as well. 
Yeah. And on that note, this, right. was- this is our longest episode ever. Yep. An hour and 43 minutes. Ugh, sorry, everyone. Like I said, I, I told you we were going to shake the pillars of heaven tonight. <laughs> yeah, we forced it down. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that. Uh, don't forget to vote on our movies and games of the year. Yep, www.newdubsorder.com slash awards vote, all one word. And uh, let me get... What are we watching for next week again? The Reef with Dennis Leary and uh, (laughs) good old Kevin Spacey. Wait, is it The Reef or The Ref? I think it's The... It might be The Ref. Oh, oh. it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, not Netflix. Find it on Netflix, folks. You're, you're You're not getting an easy pass next week. This yeah. week we talked about Santa buddies because we needed to save time for Star Wars. Yes. And you see how that went. Yeah. So next week you're not you're not getting a free pass. You need to watch that movie. Yeah, and um a lot we got a lot of feedback of saying that we should go audio only. Uh, not audio only, but we should have a source of audio that we could put out so people could listen it while you know it's coming. Yeah. So either we're gonna do on SoundCloud or on other sites that have like podcasting stuff or audio stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, obviously, newdubsorder.com might be the place where I'm going to be posting all our uh, podcast stuff. So keep an eye out on that, too. And um, thanks for listening to episode 20 of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Our Remember, Star Wars special. That was our great debate of The Last Jedi on how my character was destroyed because I put Force Awakens above Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> character assassination complete <laughs> and now i'm a favorite yeah i know all your friends are probably gonna be like yeah and he fucked them up <laughs> i mean i imagine your friends listen too i don't know I, looking at the comments on that facebook post though it seems like your friends are gonna side with me too yeah my my friends are not protecting me on this one i'm i'm <laughs> good you don't deserve it i'm on soloing this <laughs> you're a monster <laughs> Uh, and make sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and other platforms when we are on there. Twitch too. Uh, yeah, we're on Twitch on uh, slash New Dubs Order. I might change that so we could just have Big Trouble with Podcast, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we're going to end it, guys. You have a good Christmas, by the way, because we will yeah. be... Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, we'll be back. And on all the, the other t- stuff, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah, and we'll be back on the 29th for uh, Big Trouble and Little Award Show 2017. You guys have a good night, everybody. Go vote. See you then. Later.